Okay, we're going to begin here on the top of Yudzayinam and Al, five lines down. The Gemara here is continuing with a list of Amoraim and Tanaim as to what they added on at the end of their Shmonastri. So yesterday we had a number of those suggestions, Abram, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Zeira, Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Rav, Rabbi, Rav Safra. And today we continue, Rabbi Alexandri, Batart Lotea Marhachi. Alexandri at the end of his Pila would add on such, you should put us in the corner with the light. And not put us in the corner with the darkness. Our hearts should not grow faint. And our eyes should not grow dim. Some say that that wasn't the Tfilah of Alexandria, but rather the Tfilah of Ravamnuna. For Alexandria, but to the Matzah Marhochi. And Rabbi Alexandria said this You know, Hashem, that we really want to do that which you ask of us. So what's stopping us from doing the right thing and fulfilling your will? So or should be Isa, the leavening agent in the dough, the the yeast in the dough, which is a euphemism for the Yetzirah, the Shibud Malchiot, and the pressure of the Galut and being under the dominion of the nation. should be your will, Hashem, should you should save us from their hand. And we should return to do your wonderful laws with a full heart. Rava at the end of his tefillah said this. Again, this will be familiar to us because this is what we generally add in the completion of the Shmon Esri on Yom HaKippurim. Elokai, my God, Ad any Until I was created, I was not worthy. And as Rashi points out, what does that mean? Lo hagun I wasn't significant or worthy of being created. Now that I have been created, it was it's as if I was not created. Meaning that even after I was created, there's nothing significant about me. Even in my lifetime, I'm like the dust of the earth. Certainly that is so in my death, that I will just be like dust of the earth. I am before you, Hashem. Like a vessel full of embarrassment and disgrace. I should be your will, Hashem, my God. I should no longer sin. And that which I already sinned, my rake, you should wipe out or cleanse with your great mercy. But it should not be cleansed or purified, removed by affliction or horrible sicknesses. This is the vidui of Ravam Nuna on Yom Kippurim, and that is also our minhok that we say this on Yom Kippurim. Mar B'day Ravina, Kavim Mesayim Tzoteyam Arachi. So Mar B'day, the son of Ravina, he, when he finishes the field, this is what he said, and again, this will be familiar to us, because that's what we say. Elokai Nitzor Dushoni Meira. My God, you should stop me from speaking evilly. V'sif Tzotayim Yedaber Mirma. And from my lips, speaking deceit. Vilim kalalai nafshi tidom. And to those that curse me, I should be silent. B'nafshi ke'afar d'chotiyeh. And my soul should be like the dust of the earth to all. And as Tosfo points out over here, Ma'afar inu mekabel kliya just like dirt is never wiped out permanently. So too, my offspring should never be destroyed. Tach Hashem, open my heart in your Torah. And after your mitzvot, my soul shall chase. And you should save me from any bad happenings and mishaps. 
from the evil inclination, from a bad woman, and any bad that happens to come to the world, and anyone who thinks evilly of me, you should quickly nullify their plan, and ruin their thoughts. The words of my mouth, the thoughts of my heart, should be pleasing to you, Hashem. Hashem Tzuri Vigoli, Hashem is my rock and my redeemer. That is basically what we add in at the end of our Shmon Esrei. When he was sitting in a fast, when he was fasting, he would add on at the end of his Shmon Esrei the following. And this, if you see in some of the Sidurim, have after Shmon Esrei, at the end of Elokai Nitzor, actually have this addition of Rav Sheshet to say on a fast day, at Mincha on a fast day. Hashem, you know that when the big Damesha was around, Adam Chuteu Makriv Korban, a person sinned, he brings a Korban in order to attain forgiveness. And you only put on the Mizbeach, the fat and the blood of the Korban, and it brings him forgiveness. And now, I was fasting. And that caused the diminishment of my fat and my blood. That which I lost, the fat and blood that I lost, should be the equivalent of as if it was put on the Mizbeach, and Hashem, you should find us favorable and want us. When he used to finish learning the Sefer Yov, he used to say this, So Adam Lamut. In the end, the person is going to die. So and the end game for an animal is to be checked. And everybody and everything eventually dies. Praised or lucky is the one who grew up with Torah, was brought up in Torah, and has toiled in Torah. And is pleasing to his creator. And he grew up with a good name. He leaves the world with a good name. And on this individual, Shlomo says, Tov Shem Mishem and Tov, a good name. It's even greater than good oil. In the day of death, than the day of his birth. And Rabbi Yochanan did this because in the end, Yov regains his good name at the tail end of his life. And so Rabbi Yochanan mentioned from that safe fair that he took to heart a person should continue to the end of his days with a good name. And the Torah that he started out with, the Margala Bafume, the Rabbi Meir. This was a jewel in the mouth of Rabbi Meir. Gamor Bacholavavcha, Ubachol Navshecha, Adat et Darki, Belishkod al Daltei Torati, Sor Torati Belibcha, Venegenecha, Deirati, Morpicha Mikochait, Vitaher, Vikadesh at Machamikol Ashma, Vavon, Vaniyayimcha, Bachol Makom. You should conclude in your heart, or with your heart, and with your soul, Adat et Darki, to know my ways. And to sit at the doors of Torah, meaning to be in the Beit Midrash. Door, stop the Torah in your heart. And opposite your eyes should be my fear. Guard your mouth from any sin. You should purify and sanctify yourself from any mistakes, vavon, and sins. And Hashem will then be with you wherever you go. Margala Bifumayu the Rabbanan Diyavne. There was this jewel that was in the mouths of the Rabbanan of Yavne. Ani Birya, Machaviri Birya. I am a creation. 
and my friends, as Rashi says, the Amearetz, are also a creation. I have my work in the city. And his work is out in the field. I get up early to go to my work. And he gets up early to go to his work. Just like he does not get involved with thinking he should be involved in my work. I don't get involved in his work. We'll say, well, I learned more and he learned little. Shenino, we learned, Echadam Arbev, Echadam Amit, doesn't matter how much, the quantity is not important, doesn't matter if it's a lot or a little. As long as your heart is with heaven, you do what you can, and as long as your intentions are pure and for the right reasons, then that's what matters to a Kodesh Baruch. Rashi points out that the Gemara brings this at the end of Second Menachot, inscribing the different Karbanot, whether it's a big Karban or small Karban, Hashem does not interested in the size of the Karban, He's interested in the lave, the heart that the person brings along with the korban. And therefore it's Echad HaMabit V'Echad HaMarbeh V'Echikavein Libol HaShamayim. Margala B'Fumei De'Abaye This is jewel that was in the mouth of Abaye. L'Olam Yadam Arum B'Ira Person should always be naked in his fear. Ma'ne Rach Yashiv Chema Quote the Pesuk here is should be Yashiv not Meshiv. Ma'ne Rach, a soft answer. Yashiv Chema Causes anger to dissipate. Umar Beshalom Yemechav and causes peace amongst his brothers. Vim Kovav and his relatives. Vim Kol Adam with any person. Vim Nachri Beshuk and even the non-Jew in the marketplace. Deshe Ahuv the Mala v'Nechmad Amatom should be beloved above and affable below. Vim Kubala LeBriot and people should enjoy his company. Amru Alav Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakkai. Shulik Dimo Adam Shalom Meolam. I said about Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakkai. Nobody greeted him first. Vafil Nachri Beshuk. Even the non-Jew in the marketplace, he would greet each individual and every individual because he felt it was important that you begin, you are gracious and you ingratiate yourself to the people. Margala b'fumei derova, jewel in the Mount of Rova, taklit kochmat tshuva masim tovim. Purpose of wisdom is to do tshuva and good deeds. adam Person shouldn't learn Torah and then kick off his father in heaven. And then kick off his mother, his father, his rebbe. Or someone that's greater than him in wisdom or number. The beginning of all wisdom is fear of heaven. It's a good mind. All that do this. Doesn't say lo sim that do, but rather lo sehem. Or the other girsa in the Gemara is lo lom dehem lo nemar. Doesn't say those that learn lo lo sehem. Lo sim lishma lo lo sim shlo lishma. That is only good for those that do it. Lishma the shame shamayim for the sake of heaven. Not those don't do it. Lo sesh lo lishma noach lo shlo nivra. And anybody who doesn't act for the sake of heaven, it's better that he wasn't created. So Safod asks over here, like he does in many other places in Shas. We had it earlier in the daf today. We have another place that's in Shaz where the Gemara says that a person should learn Lolishma because we talk to Lolishma, Balishma. And that was the same thing with the Tefillah that we saw from from Safra at the end of yesterday's daf that the learners of Lishma and Lolishma should have be peaceful together and those that are Lolishma should become Lishma. And over here we have a statement of Lolishma, a person learns Lolishma, it's better that he wasn't created. So Tosfot says there are different manifestations of Lolishma. Lolishma can be someone who just learns for Kavod, or learns for some sort of reward. So that person, we say that it's better if you learn Lodishma, because then eventually end up Mishma. On the other hand, there's a Lodishma, which is a negative Lodishma. Someone who learns in order to uproot his friend 
to bother his friend, to challenge. Something that's a, a negative midam, that person, better that he wasn't created, better that he doesn't learn. So there's a distinction in Lolishma. Because a certain type of Lolishma, where maybe there's some ulterior motives in it, that Lolishma eventually could lead to something positive of Lishma. But a person simply learning in order to undermine, uproot, challenge, that type of learning never ends up in the right place. And it's just interesting to note over here, Rav Chaim Velazhin, in his Ruach HaChayim, mentions this in the regards to Tefillah. It says that many people say, I only want to daven when I have the proper kavanah. I'm not going to daven until I get my mindset correct, when I have all those feelings and the proper emotions, and then I'll come daven before you, Hashem. Chaim Velazhin says, if you do that, a person will never daven. Better to daven every day. Because if a person is in the habit of davening every day, there is a chance that one of those days they will daven and they will have the right emotions and the right mindset. You have to be engaged in order to get to the place where you do it right. If you're not engaged and you're waiting to do it right, you'll never do it. So it's important to do it every day so that when it does happen and you do become engaged, it will be there. And it's the same thing here by the learning. Better learn Lodi Shema so that you're engaged in the Limit Torah so that eventually it'll become Lishma. But if you're not engaged in Limit Torah, then there's no way you can be Lishma because you're not in the world of Torah. So Margalei Bifume Derav, this was jewel in the mouth of Rav, Lo Kolomazeh This world is not like the world to come. In the world to come, there's no eating, there's no drinking, no procreation, no business, no jealousy, no hatred, no hatred, no competition. The Zikim are sitting and their crowns are on their heads. And they are enjoying, benefiting from the presence of the Shekinah. This is said at the Mamad Harsinai that is described in the end of Parshat Mishpatim. And over there it says that they sat down, they saw God, and they ate and they drank. So as Rashi says over there, they didn't literally eat and drink. And Rashi Torah says the same thing. They enjoyed or they were satisfied and satiated with the presence of Hashem as if they ate and drank. Not literally that they ate and drank. So they saw God and they were satisfied as if they had eaten and drank. If you look over there in the Targumunklus, as well as Rashi brings an alternative shot, which is that was something negative. Even though they saw God, they sat and ate and partied, which was inappropriate response. So here the Gemara takes the position that it's positive what they did over there, just to know that there's an alternative to Wayne reading that Pasuk as being a negative. Greater is the promise that Hashem made to the women than it is to the men. Women at ease should arise. Shmanokuli, listen to my voice. Banot Botchot, you secure women. Hazina Imrati, listen to my words. So you see here from the Pasuk that the Torah describes the women as being at ease and Botchot and secure. A wonderful bracha for anybody, but it's associated with the women and not the men. And therefore you see that Hashem's promise or gift to the women is much greater than it is for the men. Where do the women, what's the schut of the women that they get this reward of Shananot and Botchot? Where they bring their children to the shul. And their husbands learn in the Beit Midrash. And they await the return of their husbands when they come back. So it is the women who are the enablers 
of the children and the husband to learn Torah. That enabling is the schut of the women, as well as their role in ensuring that their children are belimut Torah and engaged in Torah, as well as their husbands. And the fact that they wait for their husband's return, they give up of their own time with their husbands in order to allow them and to enable them to learn Torah. And that's schut, that's why they reach these high levels. Because sometimes the enabler is more powerful than the one who does. Because the enabler creates the environment in which such takes place. And the environment is as important as actually taking action. Because the environment is something that is conducive and causes it to have long-term effect. And so if the right environment is provided by the woman of the house, the leader of the house, then... Torah will be a part of this household forever. When the Rabbanan used to leave the Beit Medrash of Rabbi Ami, or some say that from the Beit Medrash of Rabbi Hanina, they used to wish each other as follows. You should see your world in your days, meaning that you should benefit from Olam Hazeb, be successful in Olam And in the end, you should end up ultimately in the world to come. Your hope should last from generation to generation. Your heart should meditate and express understanding. Your mouth should spew wisdom. And your tongue should whisper praises or song. Your eyelids like we say in the morning, your eyelids, yashiru, should be directed, negdecha, opposite you, I mean that you should be yashar and straight, inecha yairu b'ma'or Torah, your eyes should shine with the light of Torah, upanecha yashiru kuzora rakia, and your face should radiate like that of the rakia, siftotecha yabiudat, your lips should expouse knowledge, and your kidneys should rejoice with uprightness. Your footsteps should run to hear the words of the ancient one, meaning the words of Torah. So when the Rabbanan used to leave, the Beit Midrash of Chista, and some say that it was from the Beit Midrash of Shmuel Bar Nachmani, they used to wish each other as follows, Alufenu misubalim. The literal meaning of the Pasuk is that our oxen are heavily laden. Although the Gemara here is playing Aluf, Aluf meaning a day in modern Hebrew means a general, but there it means leaders. Alufenu misubalim. Our leaders are burdened. Alufenu misubalim, Rabushmo, Vamila Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbalazar. So the machloke between Rabbi Shmo or some say it's between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbalazar, how to interpret this Pasuk. Chanamar Alufenu bitorah. Our leaders in Torah. Who are heavenly laden with mitzvot. These are our leaders in Torah mitzvot. And they carry the heavy burden of Yisurim, of afflictions. And that is what is unique about our leaders. Now the Gemara is going to continue to dash in that same posuk as it moves along. Ain't parrots. There is no breach. Our group, our chabura, should not be like that of David Melech. That produced a bad apple like Achitofel, who we know eventually joins the merit of Shalom and then commits suicide. And does not go out. That our Chabura should not be like that of Shaul. Who produced Doeg Adomi, who eventually 
speaks Lashon Hara and kills out Nov Ir HaKohenim. So some reflect over here, you should you can see on the, on the side that they, some reverse these two positions that Ein Peretz is referring to Shaul and Yudzeit is referring to David HaMelech. Ve'in Sivacha, and there is no crying or outcry. Who produced his protege, his apprentice, Gechazi, who we saw earlier in the Gemara, uh, is, had, had very, very despicable and difficult behavior. Again, in the Navi itself, there's nothing necessarily positive or negative about his behavior, but we know in the end, he makes a decision to steal from Naaman, which lands him up getting the curse of Naaman that he has leprosy for the rest of his life. The Gemara then interprets all of his actions to his life as being negative because, obviously, if that's what he did in the end, there was something wrong with him all along. In our streets, streets, we should not have a child or a student that cooks his broth in public, meaning that he either stirs up controversy or causes issues and rift within Klal Yisrael. We shouldn't have anybody like that. In the old Gersaot of the Gemara, it continues, Kugon Yeshu HaNotzri, which was obviously taken out by the censors. But that phrase does appear over here, which connects the issue of Yeshu HaNotzri. And again, whether that is referring to the popular term Yeshu today, or it's referring to another figure, is not clear in the Gemara, because a lot of these statements in the Gemara predate what we know as the life of Jesus today. And therefore, it's not clear about whom the Gemara is speaking about, but clearly there was a statement like that in the Gemara that was wiped out by the censors. So here, the Pashtun and Pasuk that's found in Yishayahu is, Listen to me, you stubborn people, who are distant from staka from righteousness. So either it's in Machokat Rav and Shmuel or Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Lazar, Chalamar. Now they both have an interpretation of the Pasuk, which is not like the Pashtu, the Pasuk. The entire world is sustained because of the generosity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they are sustained by their own Zchuyot. The Drush is reading the Pasuk like this. Shimu Eli Abirelev. Listen to me. Instead of saying now Abirelev, meaning stubborn people, but those of great heart, who are distant from accepting gifts or generosity from Hashem. That is referring to the tzaddikim. Other people in the world do not have this chuyot in order to sustain themselves. And they do. These tzaddikim do. So the Pazuk is speaking to Shimele Abir those great ones, that can survive on their own zchuyot, on their own merits. They don't need the tzedakah of Hashem. That's one way to read it. Other interpretations, the entire world is sustained with their merits. And they themselves don't even take the benefit of their own merits. Meaning that the whole world depends on the tzaddikim in order to keep the world going and to sustain the world. And yet the tzaddikim don't even ask or take of the benefit for themselves. Every day there is a heavenly voice that comes out of Har Sinai. The entire world is sustained because of Here this is referring to Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, who is a huge tzaddik, chassid. Many stories about him we'll see in the Gemara when we get to Ta'anit. Actually there's a story later on in the Gemara in Brachot as well about his unique character. And it says here that because of the schut of Hanina ben Dosa, 
The entire world was sustained. himself, all he takes is a kav worth of carob from Shabbat to Shabbat. He lives on a minimal amount. He doesn't even take for himself. So again, they're dashing the puzzle the same way. Again, these great ones who distance themselves, who do not take benefit from their own merits. And this argues on Rabbi Yehuda's interpretation of the Pasuk. Who are these Abir Leiv? Kovai Tipshai. Kovai is the name of a place or a name of a people that were found in Bavel. Tipshai are foolish. The Govai, the foolish Govai. It's interesting. It's actually in Aramaic. Govai are the grasshoppers. So I don't know if there is any play on the world here. But this nation who are fools, that's who it's referring to. Those are the Abir Leiv, those stubborn people. Harukhukim Tzaka, they're far away from righteousness. I can prove to you that that's the case. There's not a single convert from that nation because that's uh, the type of personalities they are, character that they are, that they don't belong amongst the Jews. The people of the city of Matamachsia, they are these stubborn or haughty people. They see the tremendous Kavoda Torah two times a year. There's not a single convert from amongst them. The question is, what does it mean that twice a year there was a tremendous covenant Torah that was there? The twice a year refers to what we call the Kala, which was the special time of year where they gave the huge drasha and everybody would come together to learn Torah. And that was right before Shabbat HaGadol, right before Pesach, and the Shabbat before Rosh Hashanah. Those two times they were Dorish in Alochot of the Chag and the Drashot of the Chag. And there was a huge, huge gathering of Torah in those two times. So those are the two times that were they're referring to here. Question of what did they see, or what kavod Torah did they see that they should have converted? So Tosafot says here, Maybe there was some miracle that happened to them. So then he quotes from this Sefer Yitim, It's a pillar of fire that used to come down from heaven. And then the 30 days before Pesach. So in that period of time, when they had the learning, and they got prepared for the Chagim, that a pillar of fire used to come down. For whatever reason, these people, Matamaxio, saw the tremendous, either Zchuta Torah, Kavoda Torah, or miracles that took place. It should have impacted on someone, yet nobody converts. That's an indication to to Rabashi that these people are not righteous people. These are the Abire Lev. So it argues on the previous interpretations of the Pasuk that interpreted it to the positive side, that it's speaking about Sadiqim. The latter two interpretations focus on being negative. It's referring to those people that are literally Rechokim Itztaka, that are far from being righteous. Chatanim Yotzeli Krot. So we had at the end of the Mishnah that a Chatan, if he wants to read the Kriyat Shema, he chooses to, he can. Lememra. From this you would conclude that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel chayish lihura. That Rabbi Shimon Gamliel worries about yihura. We saw in the Mishnah that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, Lo kol arod se lito tashem ito. Not everybody can just come along and say, I'm going to say Kriyat Shema. Why? So as he explains here, that's yihura. Yihura is a certain amount of hubris. It's a certain amount of haughtiness that I say, despite the fact that I'm engaged in the mitzvah and I'm involved in the betulah, that I can still concentrate properly and say Kriyat Shema properly. Because basically I'm saying it every day probably, and now I have this distraction, but I'm great enough that that distraction doesn't affect me. Like Rabbi Gamliel in the Mishnah. And we know Rabbi Gamliel is a great person, so that makes sense. But here, every person should be able to say that? That's called Yura. And the Rabbana, the land who say you are permitted to do it, they don't worry about this. 
problem with someone acting as if they are holier? Don't we have just the opposite in their positions? The Tanan, we have a Mishnah in Psachim, in a place where they do work on Tisha B'Av, then you can do it. In a place where they have a Mishnah not to do work on Tisha B'Av, in every place, should not do work, no matter what. But a person should always act like a Tamid Chacham. That means that people can make themselves into Tamid Chachamim. So here you see that Rabbi Shemuel doesn't worry about Yura. Tamid Chachamim are allowed not to do work, even a place where the Minog is to do work. So Rabbi Shemuel says, make yourself like a Tamid Chacham, even though you're not. So he doesn't worry about Yura. And the Chachamim don't say that. So now you see them having the reverse or opposite positions. We have a steer on their positions. So one way to solve it is, their positions are reversed. So reverse their positions and then they will reconcile. Don't flip the positions and there's no question. The Rabbanan's positions are not a contradiction because everybody else is reading and he's reading it as well. Doesn't like he's looking at making himself exceptional because everybody else is the one who say, everybody says Kriyachma. He's the exception who doesn't. So when he joins everybody else, doesn't look like he's making himself special or holier than them. But the case of Tishvav came to Kuliyama Abde Malocha. Everybody else is working. And he doesn't work. That looks like a Yura. You're making yourself the exception to the rule. And you're making, making yourself the exception to the rule. That looks like a certain amount of Ibris. That's also not a question, not a contradiction. By Kriyachma, you require Kavanah. And we know, we've come to the conclusion that a person in this situation who's doing a mitzvah and his Torah cannot have Kavanah. And he's saying, ah, despite what the Chachamim concluded, I think I can have Kavanah. That's Hubris. That's a problem. That's a problem of Yura. And Tishabah, they seem not working. I'll say, he just doesn't have any work. He doesn't have what to do. He might be unemployed. He doesn't have a reason to work right now. And how can I prove that to you? Pokhazi, go out. Any day you go into the shuk, you see plenty of people sitting around not doing work. That's no evidence. Just because you don't do work is not an evidence of the fact that you're acting like a Tamil Chacham. And so therefore, that's not an issue of Yura. If you join the Tamil Chachamim and do do work on Tishabah, it's a good thing. But it's not a proof that you're acting in a holier manner than really befits your standing. And Rabbi Nochananel says that the loch over here is like Rabbi Shisha and like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, based on the fact that we always pass in a mission like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, except for three cases, and this is in one of those three cases. Therefore, the aloha is like him. Tell us what points out over here, what I mentioned in the Mishnah, but that was true in their day. In their day, when they had Kavana and Kriyachma, and therefore when it came to the night, uh, the wedding night, it was inappropriate to say Kriyachma because that would look like you were Bura, hubris to say it because you could be Kavain in such a difficult situation. But he says today, where well, we don't have Kavana any of the time, even in a normal day we don't have the proper Kavana, then it would be just the opposite. It would be Yura not to say Kriyachma on the night of the wedding because if you didn't say Kriyachma on the night of the wedding, that would be implying that the rest of the time you did have proper Kavana and therefore you couldn't be Kavain that night. And therefore it switches now that it's Yura not to say Kriyachma on the night of the wedding. Tell us what it says in the end, but by the case of Tishabav, he says everybody should act like a Tamar Chacham. Over there, there is no Yura. And that should be the practice of everyone is not to work on Tishabav. Now, not to work on Tishabav, number one is, we know the Aloha is that you should really do it after Chatzot. And even when you do it after Chatzot, it's brought down 
in the poskim that enuro simon bracha. There's no simon bracha from work that's done at that time. The army of day desist from malacha is actually doing work that distracts one from being engaged in the proper thoughts on Tishubah, the Avedut of Tishubah. Now I'm talking about over here is desisting from Malacha, like on Shabbos or Yom Tov, Malachot like that, one is allowed to drive to Shul, one is allowed to, they need to later in the day prepare for the meal after Tishubah, be allowed to do Malachot on Tishubah, like that. Malacha we're speaking about here, or the Malacha that we speak about, Alocha, is that work that distracts one from the Avedut of Tishubah, and that everybody should desist from on Tishabav in order to be in the right mindset or mind frame for Tishabav unless they're compelled to do it. And again, they should only be compelled because the poskim say, in a siman bracha. It's not going to be any siman bracha from it anyway. So only if it's something that will cause tremendous loss, should they take care of it. But otherwise, one should not be engaged in Malacha on Tishabav. Okay, we'll stop over here.